self-discipline, self-control, grit. These are only a few of the things taught at House of the Samurai, where world-class champions and world-class teachings come together under one roof. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Amster Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we are again visited with our, one of our most regular guests, Chuck Terrian from Petro Insurance. How's it going? Good, Chris. Good. Thank you. Awesome. How, are you how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. So we're rolling up on that time of the year again. Yep. Um, I know that's why you wanted to come on the show, because we're open enrollment is starting here pretty soon, and yep. that's always a busy time of the season in your <clears throat> industry. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know you yet, give them a little rundown on who you are. Okay. Uh, as I said, as you mentioned, my name is Chuck Terrian. My company is Petra Insurance Services, and we offer a variety of products, but one of the things that I offer is the Medicare supplements and the Medicare Advantage plans and the prescription drug plans. And as you mentioned, annual enrollment is coming up. Mm -hmm. It starts on October the 15th, and it runs through December 7th. And this is the time of year that people need to change. If they want to make any changes to their Medicare Advantage or prescription drug plans, this is the time of year to do it. Uh, but just a little about myself. Uh, I have been in the insurance industry for 12 years. I worked in social services for 25 years before that. And I love what I do. I get to help people and make a good living at it, which is always a good thing. Uh, but as I said, this is a very important time of year for folks. Yeah. So Cool. So, because I know this... This area gets complicated. Yeah. Um, when we start talking insurance and all of these Medicare, Medicaid, all these things, yeah. it gets complicated for people. And it does. that's why, you know, having someone like yourself on hand to reach out to and speak with is important. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the things. I mean, uh, it's not just the current market, it's also what we call the T65 people who are going to be turning 65. Who are going to become eligible for Medicare because at age 65, the majority of people become eligible for Medicare and they know nothing about it. So I always tell people, please call me six months before at least so we can sit down and look at the options because mm -hmm. there is a myriad of options available. Yeah. Cool. So good. So let's get into what's coming up. And I said okay. the, the enrollments coming up. Um, I know you have some things you brought to talk about. And yeah. So. I guess one of the big questions I have since the last time we spoke, it's been a year or two now. Just about a year or so, yeah. <laughs> um, President Trump's in office. Things mm -hmm. have been changing. Mm -hmm. What do people need to know coming up to this next enrollment? Um, in all honesty, you know, President Trump, the changes that are coming have nothing to do with him personally mm -hmm. or his administration. These were decisions that were made a few years ago. Yeah. Um, Back in 2015, or no, 2014, they had written some changes to the Medicare supplement part and for the prescription drug plans. Mm -hmm. uh, just a brief overview, when you turn 65 or when you're on Medicare, you have, there's several parts that are involved with Medicare. There's part A, part B, part C, and part D, plus supplements. And that gets very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, part A and B is something that everyone, part A, everyone qualifies for. If you've worked at least 40 quarters in your lifetime, mm -hmm. you get it for free. Other people may qualify, but they may have to pay a premium for it. 
Part B, Part A covers hospitals and anything in hospital or in a institution, such as a nursing home or whatever. Part B covers doctor's visits, lab work, things along those lines, and there is a premium charge for that. This year, it's a hundred and thirty-five dollars, and I we haven't found out exactly if it's going up and how much it's going up. We know it's going up, we just don't know how much. Probably won't be more than a few dollars. It goes up a little bit every year. Uh, and then there's a deductible that goes with that. It's $185, <coughs> excuse me, $185 that everybody has to pay. But there are options to avoid paying that. Uh, there's Part C, which is what they call Medicare Advantage. And what that is is that combines your Part A and your Part B, and you pay an additional premium for that, but then you pay co-pays rather than having to pay a deductible every time you go in the hospital or whatever. And again, it depends on the particular plan that you have. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, there's the prescription drug plans. That came into effect in 2005, and when you turn 65, you got. I tell people, Make sure you pick a prescription drug plan that qualifies because if you don't, eventually you are going to have to pay a penalty for that, yeah. which is not a good thing. <laughs> and that's a lifetime penalty. It's not like a one-time penalty or a one-year penalty. That will be, so if you live to be 100, you're going to pay that for 35 years or yeah. 30 years or whatever. But there is a way to get around that depending on if you have employer insurance and if it qualifies, if it's a qualified plan. So that's basics in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, and in New Hampshire, Medicare Advantage plans are not real popular. Yeah. Because there is something called a supplement, Medicare supplement that people can purchase that pays deductibles, co-pays. You pay a monthly premium on it, but it's, it covers a larger chunk of your deductibles and co-pays. And I'll get into that in a few minutes as far as what changes are coming to that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's it. That's, as I said, that's it in a nutshell as far as the basics go. Cool. Yeah, because I know every time, you know, I was thinking about it just while you were talking. I'm like, well, we go through this a lot. And yeah. it, it, people have no idea. Like, even if you've heard it before, like, I've heard this like three times now. And, you're and I'm, still I'm still like, okay, what is this piece again? What is this piece yeah. again? It's a lot to it. And yeah. I think. The confusingness of it, it's nice to go over it again and yeah. again and again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's that's how to tell people. And, and it's not that, you know, when you call 1-800-MEDICARE, they're very nice people. But they have rote answers that they use. Mm -hmm. It's not like, okay, let's delve into this a little further or delve into that a little further. And when you go to Medicare.gov, again, it's a great website. But if you don't know what you're looking for, yeah, you're not going to be able to get the information. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, pretty cool. So, okay, so that's some of the things that, the basics, some things that are coming that are changed yeah. up and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's push forward from there. What okay. Are, what are people needing to know? Um, okay. Um, the Medicare prescription drug plans. Yes. People have been, since 05, they've had what they call the donut hole in the prescription drug plan and what that is you spend x number of dollars you and the insurance or the yeah the insurance company spends x number of dollars and then you hit the donut hole and you make it through the donut hole then you get what they call catastrophic coverage 
the majority of people don't reach that level. Uh, there are some people that do, depending on their medical needs and things. But the donut hole is not completely going away. Contrary to people say, oh, the donut hole goes away in January 2020. Not exactly. Uh, but the it used to be you had to pay a certain percentage. For this year, it was 35% of generics and 25% of brand names. And that was across the board. That was, that was uh, Medicare uh, rules. This year, when you hit the donut hole, you're going to have a 25% coinsurance up to $5,100 total. And that amount includes what you pay and what the insurance companies pay because the insurance companies are now subsidizing during that donut hole. They're subsidizing for your medications. They always did, but now with the single 25% coinsurance, it's a little bit easier for folks. Okay. Um, and that's really that's really the biggest change to the Medicare prescription drug plan. <clears throat> okay, so that that's actually brings up a good point. We've never actually spoken about that. Yeah. So what is a donut hole? The don- <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> talk about the, explained, yeah. let's talk about the donut hole. Uh, you know, everybody who's on Medicare prescription drug plans hears about the donut hole, and a good agent will sit down and explain to them that you know, at X number of dollars, you pay. Depending on the plan that you have, you might have a deductible. You might not. That's up to the which plan you purchase. Once you meet your deductible, then you pay co-pays for your prescriptions, just like anybody else out there, until you reach $4,200 in total coverage. In other words, between what you paid and what the insurance company paid. Once you hit that $4,200, then you go into the donut hole. The donut hole used to be a very expensive place to live. It's still not cheap, but at least it's better than it was. And during this time, you're paying 25% of your, the cost of the medication. Okay. But the caveat is that's not the cash price. That's 25% of whatever Medicare approves. And the insurance company pays the other 75%. So if you have a $100 drug, I'll use that as an example, it's 25 bucks for you, 75 bucks for the insurance company. Mm-hmm. Those two figures added together until you reach the end of the donor hole, which next year goes up to $5,240. Once you reach the end of the donor hole, you then go into something called catastrophic coverage. Mm-hmm. You pay a much lower copay. You either pay 5% or $3.45 or $8.50, depending on if it's a brand name or generic. Still subject to formularies. We all know about formularies, I'm sure. Most people do anyway. That's what your insurance company will cover for drugs. Basic basic formularies, they have to cover at least two of any, two of any, my brain just cramped on me, sorry. <laughs> um, they have to cover two of any category of medications, okay. like heart meds or diabetic meds or whatever, Um, at least two. Most insurance carriers cover many more than that. So it's not a formulary that the government puts out. It's a formulary, other than those those requirements, the formulary is up to the insurance company. Okay. So one insurance company may cover something and one may not. And that's why it's important during the annual enrollment if and everyone who currently has a prescription drug plan will get a notice of change. 
And what that is is it just tells you what changes are coming to your prescription plan. If it's your premiums going up, your copays are pay, changing, the formulary is changing, any of those things. So the people want to sit down with me or preferably with me, but anybody who knows what they're doing with the Medicare coverage, because not every insurance agent does the Medicare. Uh, they want to look at those drugs that they're currently taking and see if they're going to continue to be covered. Yeah. If they're not, then they need to look at a new plan. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. This is, I mean, you're talking like in the $5,200 for medication, and I'm like, oh, my God, I wouldn't. I haven't spent that in the last decade yeah. on medication. Yeah. But that's me. I'm yeah. much younger, and I'm assuming as you get older, that piles on. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. It adds up. Yeah, so it actually brings up a good point. I've talked to you about this before, and um, when you talk about you know, you having to pay a lifetime penalty for not signing on to one of these things. Correct. It's interesting that, well, I personally find it interesting. People know my political stances on these things. Um, it's odd when you're like, you have to make these decisions when you're so much younger, and you're like, oh, I hope I don't mess it up, because 30 years from now, you know, if you live that long, right. you're still going to deal <laughs> with the ramifications of all of some of this stuff. Exactly. So it's right. very, it's it's weird to me, I guess. Yeah, well, part of this, <laughs> part of this is it's the government, if you work for somebody and you turn 65 and you still continue to have health insurance, mm -hmm. as long as it meets the minimum government requirements, which every employer's insurance company is, anyone who turns 65, they have to send a letter to that person saying, yes, this meets the government requirements, or no, it doesn't. So that's the only time you don't have to worry about getting your Part B and yeah. your Part D. Because as long as, you have, as long as you have what they call creditable coverage, you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, I had a gentleman, I'll, get, I'll give you an example. I had a gentleman I met with a few months ago, he and his wife, his wife, is turning 65, he's 68. He's had, he's had uh, health insurance through his employer for years, and when he, re when he fully retires at 68, which he's going to be doing, actually just did, because he had creditable coverage, he didn't even need to sign up for the Part B. Yeah. But if you don't, if you don't sign up for Part B and you don't sign up for Part D and you do not have creditable coverage, mm -hmm. that's when you start paying penalties. Yeah, uh, The Part B is a little more complicated. I'm not sure the formula that they use. Mm -hmm. Nobody really knows because it's the government. But the Part <laughs> D is a little bit simpler. Yeah, if For every month you go beyond your uh, ability to sign up without a penalty, whether that's turning 65 or whatever, every month you go beyond that 63 days then you're going to pay a 1% penalty of the national average of prescription drug plans. Mm -hmm. So they take all of the prescription drug plans throughout the country, they take the national average of the premium, and they charge you 1% per month for every month you go without coverage, without co credible coverage. So that could, that could if be... If you do the math quite, on that, yeah, that's up that pretty quick. Be, exactly. Yeah. And that's why I tell people when you're turning 65, if you do not have credible coverage... Please, please, please. There are enough prescription plans out there. If they don't take a lot of drugs, there are some zero premium plans. There are plans that don't pay, you don't pay much for. They don't cover a whole lot, but if you don't take any meds, yeah. at least you're not paying that penalty down the road. Yeah. And then, like you said, during the open enrollment, you can then switch it later on. Correct. Be as long as you've done it. That's right. You know, if, if someone, as I said, as I mentioned, 
someone needs to look at their meds, and if they're changing the formulary for the plan that they're on, they may not be covered. The meds that they are, they've been on for however many years may no longer be covered, although it doesn't happen too often. Yeah. This is the time of year they need to make the change. It would be effective January 1st. The other issue, the other thing is, when you change prescription providers during the annual enrollment or anytime you have a special enrollment period, which is another another story I could probably do the whole, a whole show on, um, they are required to keep, provide you a 30-day supply of any medications you're on for the first month. Mm-hmm. Then they can start saying this one's covered, this one's not covered, whatever. So it's very important that you sit down with an agent and look these up because there are there's an access. You can access the formularies online. It's okay. not that hard to find. You know, that was going to be my next question is for people who want to check these things out yearly just to make sure, like, right. how do they – because, like I said, there's a lot of medications out there. Right. So there's – I'm assuming there's no – one place they can go to look for it. <laughs> no, no, because every, as I said, every insurer is different. Yeah. Um, basically, what they can do, and they will, re- as I said, they'll receive something called a notice of change, which will tell them if their premiums going up, if their copays are changing, if there's any changes to the formulary. They can also go to the website of the of the provider that they they have, whether yeah. it's Anthem or United Health or whoever. Um, and they can go ahead and look up their drugs. And they can also go to any of the websites. If they, if they know that their carrier is no longer going to cover this particular medication, they can, get, they can then go to Medicare.gov, put in their zip code, and it will give them the list of all of the different carriers that offer prescription drug coverage in their area, and it will also it will also give you a link so you can go in and check your meds, cool. without having to log in and all that stuff. Yeah, oh, pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's, pre- that's a lot of what I have for my general questions. Is there anything? There's a lot of stuff you wanted to cover. Uh, the other thing that was the, the prescription drugs yeah. is the big thing. The other thing too is for people who are on supplements, Medicare supplements, you can make that change any time of year, mm-hmm. whenever you feel like it. <clears throat> Excuse me. However. People saying, oh, the F plan, which is a supplement plan that is available through every carrier, is going away January 1st. It is not going away January 1st. It's going away for anybody who becomes eligible after January 1st of next year. Okay. So anybody turning 65 between now and the end of the year or become qualified under, under disability will always be able to have their plan F. They'll always be able to change to a plan F. It simply means that anyone turning 65 after January 1st will no longer have that option for an F plan. Part of that is an F plan pays 100% of everything. Mm-hmm. It pays your deductibles, it pays your co-pays, it pays everything. It's not inexpensive. It's about $200 a month depending on when you come on the plan. Um, but the government decided a few years ago, back in 2015 or 2014, that they no longer wanted plans that had no deductibles. Yeah. However, there is a plan G and a plan N, uh, and I'm not going to get into all the details about it, but a plan G, you have to. the only thing you have to pay is that Part B deductible, yeah. which this year is $183. I think it's going up to 185 next year. 
and a plan N, same thing as a plan N provide, you pay a copay. Those plans will continue to be available. Mm. The plan F, again, I reiterate to people, please don't worry about changing your plan F. It's not going anywhere. If you are currently on a plan F, you will always be able to have a plan F. I use my late mother as an example. She retired in 1992. Mm -hmm. In 1992, they had something called the Plan J, which included prescription drug coverage. Mm. (laughs) They stopped selling that back in 2006, but my mother continued to able to be have hers till she passed away last year. She was able to have it because she had had it prior to January 1st, 2006. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening with the Plan F. Although with the Plan F, unlike the Plan J, that did go away so no one else could go on it. But with the Plan F, as long as you turn 65 or became eligible prior to January 1st of next year, you will always be able to get a Plan F as long as the carriers continue to offer it. And I suspect it's not going anywhere for quite some time. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because I can see that scaring some people. Yeah. And there are, unfortunately, there are less than honorable people out there saying, oh, yeah, it's going away. You have to change. Yeah. You don't have to change. No one has to change. Cool. Um, well, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> For those people. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so, okay. So we're we're getting close to the end of it. Um, you've been doing this. You've been doing this for twelve years. Now. Twelve years. Yeah, I've yeah. been doing the Medicare for five years. This is my fifth year. Okay, fifth year of Medicare. Yeah. What are you seeing that people are typically just doing wrong in all of this? Um, With so, the Medicare, you mean? So from from the beginning to the end, what I, what I like to try to help people with is just what are people typically doing wrong? What causes most of the grief okay. <laughs> and the concerns that we can address? Pretty readily. Pretty readily. <laughs> One of the biggest things, people, there's nothing wrong with, obviously, the insurance companies all have yeah. their own customer service departments. They're very nice people. They are they are licensed agents because you can't sell insurance unless yeah. you're licensed. However, when somebody calls a particular company like Ajax Insurance, for instance, I'm I'm just making that up because I don't want to talk about specific areas. But if they call Ajax Insurance, the only thing Ajax Insurance sells is Ajax Insurance. Yeah. You know, same thing with, you know, Insurance B, Insurance C. They all sell their own. So they are what I like to call a one-note symphony. <laughs> In other words, the, the thing that people will do is they'll kick themselves because, oh, that plan didn't really cover what I thought it was going to do. I, on the other hand, as a broker, I offer a variety of different companies with a variety of plans Mm -hmm. so that people can make an informed choice. I will sit down with them. I will talk with them. I will find out what they're looking for, what their needs are first. Yes, I want to sell them something, but you know what? If they're not going to be satisfied with what they have, why would I do that? Yeah. You know, and that's the biggest mistake people make is not getting enough information. And ju- or just going to the internet to get information. Mm. Again, the internet can be a great place, but it can also be an awful messy place trying to find information. Oh yeah, like any government website is going to be super confusing. Yeah, it like, is. There's, there's yeah, no but, way around that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like Social Security's website. It's uh, unless I, unless you know what you're doing, 
you really don't want to try to maneuver it on your own. Yeah. You know. And there's just so many mistakes you can make here, mm-hmm. and like all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then the information's written in a way that a lot of people wouldn't understand. Yeah. So having that person in place can be pretty helpful. <laughs> yeah. I will I just just a quick note here. Uh, one of the biggest differences is Medicare Advantage plans, there's <clears throat> Medicare supplement plans. Medicare Advantage plans are a little more restrictive. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, HMOs, PPOs, whatever. Supplements, you can, any place that takes Medicare will take a supplement. And that's where people make a mistake. They'll go, oh, this Medicare Advantage plan is only $25 a month. Yeah. But you got to look and see, okay, where can I go? Who can I go to? Yeah. Is it, you know, do I need referrals? Do I not need referrals? Can I go out and network? You know, with a supplement, yes, a supplement is more expensive. $200 a month. But you know what? If you're somebody who needs a lot of medical care, a supplement may be the best fit. But again, that's why you need to sit down and talk with someone. You need to sit down and talk with an agent, preferably me. (laughs) But anyone who knows anything about Medicare, you need to talk to them. Yeah. Please talk to them. Cool. I like it. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Did we hit all the big notes we got? I think we could pretty much did everything All right, cool. um, except again as I said if you're turning 65 if you know someone turning 65 please have them call me the only other thing I need to say is with the Medicare things if somebody is interested I can't call them first yeah they need to call me mm-hmm. uh, and if it's someone you know you can't give me a referral and say hey you know give my brother a call give my uncle a call give yeah. my aunt a call it doesn't work that way. Yeah. It has to be. They need to initiate that contact. Yeah, yeah that's Medicare rules. Because it's like a government regulation. Yeah, it's government like regulation. Cold calling and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's considered cold calling. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I can only imagine because you always see like the not to get into a weird side rant, but like the horror stories of salespeople who like prey on elderly. Absolutely. And now it's, it's an easy target market. So <clears> and oh, that's your. That's one of the reasons they did yeah. that. Um, you know, and I tell people, please, you know, go to my website. If you really want, if you really want me to contact you, as long as you go to my website and fill in my, you know, my information request, I can then contact you because yeah. I have proof that you contacted me first. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so that's a good note. Yes. Well, you know that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So I did, like I said, I definitely wanted to touch on things that were changing, which was yeah. good. Um, because I know change scares people, and it does. You know. it scares me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So cool. Thank All you right. guys so much for watching, and Chuck, thank you for joining me again. I always like having you on the show to talk about, and like I said, an area that's just super confusing for mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Chris. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Definitely, if you need any information on uh, any of the stuff we covered today, definitely reach out to Chuck. Um, I'll put his information into the notes so you can get it. And uh, definitely said reach out if you need help with this type of stuff. So, awesome. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Cool. See you guys next time. Want more New Hampshire Business Show? Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and www.nhbusinessshow.com.